I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm Bajaya, and I play Mirka, the Yeti Fighter. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hola, me llamo es Patricio. Juego Ezra, the Garlock. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and, you know, I'm glad the air out there in the marketplace has cleared uh, the stench of of the old and, and withering cucumbers has, has meandered its way out of town, and I, I think it's really for the best. I, a lot of people have been a little bit bummed out the last week or so, now that the cucumber festival is all over, and I must, I must say, I don't miss it one bit. I mean, it was a rancid festival of filth, and uh, cucumbers, honestly speaking, are not the best. I mean, they... There are benefits, of course, to a cucumber. You slice it up, you put it in water, electrolytes. Yes, of course, great things. You can put it on your eyes and it will cure having bags on your eyes, make you youthful appearance. And, and um, it does uh, help the, the skin to, to glow and glisten a little bit. Um, so, I mean, these are great things about cucumbers. You could hollow one out and make like a blowgun or something, I'm sure. I mean, there's so many options. Sure, versatile as far as vegetables go, but I mean, an entire festival seems over, like overkill, really. And the problem I have, I suppose, is that you look at the children. I mean, and every single one of them is devastated. It's, it's almost as if they've all lost their pets, you know? Like, as if there was some sort of strange disease that came through and affected puppies based upon their cuteness level, so that the cuter the puppy was, the more likely it was that they had this terrible disease where their bones erupted out of their skin. You know, something of that nature. That's the look that you're seeing on these children's faces. And I, I say there has to be a better way. I mean, all of this over a cucumber festival. I mean, really, there are better vegetables to be excited about. I hesitate to think what you people would do if you saw a goddamn sweet potato. But anyway, I mean, it, it, I, perhaps I'm coming at it with an outsider's perspective. And I, I mean, yes, there are the things are different here, of course, and, and, and maybe some things that are a little bit more mundane for the big city types like myself. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, you know, really something special for some people uh, out there in the world. And, you know, to a certain degree, that I appreciate the quaintness of the whole thing. It's just. You know, maybe tone it down a little bit. You know, get those kids out of the street. Well, they should be in school, honestly. I mean, what are they doing with their lives? Get them educated. So maybe they could choose in the future to, I don't know, have a festival about something good besides goddamn cucumbers. Well, anyway, I digress. Uh, last time, when we had most recently gotten together, I was telling you uh, a most interesting story about how your, your city actually, to a certain degree, was formed in a likeness that it is now. Returning from years of exile was a Prince Amether, who was looking to exact some level of revenge on his brother, the King of Merkheim, King Eloy who had usurped the throne by murdering his father and pinning it all on his older brother. 
Well, a brute force saw to getting to the bottom of this, and uh, they walked around the camp a little bit, got a little bit of information from the locals there, kind of saw what type of man this Amatho was, and, you know, by all accounts, everything seemed to be on the up and up. So, hey, maybe, maybe this will be the situation, the one time they actually trusted someone. Now, could that actually happen? I don't know. It's, it's intriguing to find out, isn't it? right um, but I mean there is a little bit of a weirdness that happens in this part of the story now uh, Ezra you know most recently had transported himself to his friends through a repaired with a glass that was kind of hastily worked together by Yarnoff Boulderbelt a man with many talents but very little experience with weather glasses themselves and as they would soon find out perhaps things weren't all perfect with his Reverse engineering. All right, so you guys uh, awaken after a night of revelry. I think when you guys kind of had last left off, you were uh, heading off to get a few drinks and then uh, maybe turn in for the night. Uh, and so you wake up and uh, you guys are a little, little hungover. So more, you're doing all right. You know, I, th- I don't know. I don't know if canonically you can get hungover, but. Lola we'll, never we'll drinks pretend. much oh, okay. anyway. Spectrally hungover. Spectrally hungover. A uh, few things you notice. Uh, you're in a, a nicer tent than you were before. More hay, less blood sh- uh, stains, which is nice. Um, other things of note. It's just the two of you. And uh, there is a letter uh, kind of folded up next to Lola's uh, little gunny sack that she was sleeping in. Okay. Um Lola's not a heavy drinker, so she I don't think she would be hungover, so she'll uh probably get up with the uncomfortable accommodations and crack her back a bunch and kind of nudge more with a with a talon foot. Uh, uh, oh, what is it, Lola? Can't can a man get a few hours kip around here? I mean technically you're not a man, so um Wake up! That's very rude. (laughs) I mean, I'm all bone. Uh, She kind of waves the piece of paper in his face and, like, what is this? Uh, no idea. Where was that? Uh, she starts to unfold it. Uh, it was sitting beside my bed. Uh, what does it say? Uh, it is, uh, obviously a letter from Mirka. It has uh, a couple of her little, uh, so it's a just couple pictograms. of little hairs. Yeah, a couple of her little <laughs> hairs attached in there. Um, but as you start to read it out, uh, the gist of it is, hey, so uh, Moon Kevin totally really had a thing that he really wanted us to go do. And we're going to go try to help the whole cause by getting some of the local druids <laughs> to maybe give us some information about movements in the area. And More hopefully we fry. can get... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes um so we'll be back really soon bye heart 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 ah <laughs> uh, well uh those two are really hitting it off huh it seems that way good on her yeah uh, she'll uh, be in a good oh you know we'll what? Have to Maybe ask she Nigel won't, for the details. She won't be. Uh, she won't be able to get mad as mad now, and she'll uh, stay with her fur. That's very true. Uh, I wonder if uh, 
that that came into play at all last night if they intentionally <laughs> Lola puts her hands her over her ears or... and is like la 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 <laughs> uh, okay well okay, I so mean reinforcements are always good Mecca and Moon Cameron are gone uh, let's, uh, let's see if we can find Ezra around anywhere Rufus comes charging into the tent and he's barking <laughs> what is it Rufus Timmy stuck down a well Rufus looks at you with the usual amount of disdain and just bolts back out the tent, barking the whole way. He gives you that look every time you make that joke. It's a good joke. <laughs> she goes out fast. Uh, uh, oh my god, I, I can't f- talk. With the dog. We follow. We follow. Yes. All right, well, as you walk outside, you kind of... It's it's still pretty early. I mean, the light is just starting to to come out in the daytime. Uh, you know, dawn has just begun to break and, uh, Rufus is running over towards, uh, kind of the, the big fire in the, in the middle of the camp. And it seems like there's a, there's a handful of, you know, random soldiers and, and tradesmen that are kind of milling about down there. And it looks like there's a bit of a scene going on. Uh, I, I'll sidle up to someone that looks familiar. Morning fellas. What's, what's the hubbub? Oh my goodness, it's the craziest thing. You wouldn't believe it if I told you. Well, I guess you probably would. You're that spectral skeleton guy, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we, we've seen some shit, Sonny. So you remember that big guy that kind of just appeared here yesterday? Ezra? Yeah, that's the guy. He was drinking with us last night, and he was drinking all night. I mean, the guy can really put him away. Yeah, he sure can. <laughs> he loves it. Well, he had challenged Big Mike to a drinking contest, and Big Mike drinks a lot. But this guy could keep putting them away, putting them away, putting them away. And he got up, let out a big belch. Next thing you know, he just started dematerializing in front of our faces. And he's gone. Yeah, what? Wait, what? what? Yeah, look what right there. Mean? And he points at the he points at the ground. And there's a little table set up kind of near the fire where there's there are there's mug after mug empty kind of sitting all around this place. And there are kegs actually empty on uh, either sides of this table. And uh, to one side of the table, you see a very large man uh, that is quite clearly passed out. And on the other side of the table, away from you guys, you just see uh, Ezra's clothes on the ground and what looks like uh, that little Frankie talkie thing that Yanov had given him. Uh, Lola scrabbles to pick it up. And and I activates it. Pick up Ezra's hat and put it on. How do you activate a Frankie talkie? Uh, there's a button on you the side. You have to kiss okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stick your finger in its mouth. Listen, let's res- let's resolve the important parts first. Mort, the hat doesn't quite fit. It looks okay. If somebody hadn't seen Ezra in it, they'd be like, "That's a pretty sharp hat." But. For the people that have seen Ezra in the hat, it's a pale comparison. Sorry. <laughs> I'll keep it safer. I, okay. I'll press the button and... Uh, Ezra! Uh, Ezra! Uh, hey. Uh, hey, Lola, it's Yanov. Oh, Yanov. Uh, over. Is that how you do it? Um, <laughs> what's going on? Where's Ezra? Uh, over. Uh, yeah, so, um... Funny thing. Every time I, this someone is, says funny thing, it's never a funny thing. Over. I can't hear you because I'm still talking. So if you're talking right now, I can't hear it. 
I don't know how I know that, but, you know, just a little bit of narrative omniscience, I guess. Anyway, um, so he might be in a kind of state of not in any place right now. Over. I, I look at Mort and look back at the Frankie talkie. Okay, can you... Can you elaborate? Uh, yeah, so I don't have a lot of experience with making wither glasses, and this one I kind of tried to repair over the course of, like, a few hours, and I warned him there was a decent chance that it might go terribly, terribly wrong. Apparently, it has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Over. <laughs> how, how do we fix this thing? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to try to figure it out. Maybe I can get this thing repaired again and, and get him out. He's he's kind of trapped in here. Uh, he's behind this uh, crack in the mirror and uh, quite obviously stuck. And I'm, uh, oh boy, he, he does not look happy. He also doesn't look very sober. So uh, I got my work cut out for me on this side. I'll, I'll let you guys know if anything changes. But for the time being, he's uh, kind of in limbo. Over. Hey, just let us know what's going on, please. Over. <laughs> I don't know. Did you say over? Shut up. <laughs> I'm literally the worst at it. <laughs> Mort? Do we, uh. So Ezra's trapped inside the, the mirror. Uh, apparently. That's, that's what Yanov says. Okay, so. It, I mean. That's kind of cool, I think, actually, really, but. I mean, terrible, obviously, but... I mean, bad timing, I mean, but... Oh, worst things that could have happened to him. I mean, he did say there was a, an 80% chance he was going to die, so... Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, just by the way, guys, the worst case scenario here, he could forever be trapped in a mirror and uh, live an entire existence, unable to help or support anyone, the only thing he lives for. But, you know, hey, Brightside, uh, he might be okay if I can make it, figure it out. Okay, anyway, just wanted to give you guys the, the full scoop. Bye, bye, over. Uh, I, I wonder if you can tell us who the fairest person in the land is. I don't understand your reference. Yeah, it's just a, an old uh, story my my mother used to tell me. Okay, so we're uh, we're out our two bruisers here. This could be a problem if we get into a, a scrape. Oh boy! Uh, Perhaps we should try and avoid uh, causing any trouble until they get back. Oh, oh. We can recruit the two other biggest people here. What, like this big Mike fellow who's passed out on the ground? Well, he's, I'm sure he's sober up at some point. Oh Where my god, Big Mike is dead! <laughs> Gosh! God! Uh. Okay, the next two biggest. Oh what are we supposed to be doing right now, anyway? Up. Where's Jamtooth and Nigel, by the way? You seen them around at all? Uh, no, they weren't in the tent. She, Lola, tries to scramble up the back of Mort, but <laughs> like fails. Claps. He's too, there's too many nooks and crannies. And she ends up on the ground on her butt. It's like, ah, crap, we need the other two back. And yells really loudly for Jamtooth. Uh, okay, so as you yell really loudly for, for Jamtooth, you hear kind of a rustling, and uh, over at what is quite obviously the nicest and fanciest tent, 
uh, Jamtooth kind of pokes his head out. And he's like, oh, hey, Lola, I'm over here. Uh, d- damn, Morty's moving up in the world. And we'll go over to him. How, how'd, you, how'd, you, how'd you swing these dings? Morning, Jamtooth. Oh, hey, no, this is not my tent. I just, I got invited by the prince, Amakuli, whatever his name. And uh, he asked me questions and um, I think I gave him good answer. He tried to figure out maybe my I'm the smartest and I told him about trees. So, you know, I think I'm doing good. Uh, what what questions was he asking you? Oh, uh, you know, he told me about uh, uh, the king and he asked me, about how we could uh, get to the king. And I came up with a good plan, I think, that involved uh, ropes and diving down from the trees at him. And uh, I think it was a real good plan. And so, you know, he said, maybe we do that if uh, the other plans don't work. So I come up with a good one. I think he think I'm a pretty smart guy. Well, I mean, it as sounds long like as a wonderful plan. As long as there are just trees around. But wait, no, everything's a tree, everything's right? Everything's a tree. Everything. That's the yeah, thing. Right. You didn't think about it, but even the clouds are trees, right? So where so can we you just not fall hide from? hide in a cloud and drop down on him from there? So no, you, you hide in thinking. a tree, but that's a cloud. So next right. level, you know. Gotcha. There's a distinction? Well, obviously usually, there's usually a distinction. Usually you don't make that distinction. <laughs> Um, okay. So anyway, guess- he was he was looking for you. He said he'll talk to you guys later. So you is- might want to go in there. That might be the time. Is he in there I think there I was done. Uh, yeah, no, uh, he in there. Okay. I slowly peek my head uh, in through the curtain. Knock on, uh, I was going to say, I knock on the door, but it's a tent. <laughs> uh, knock on the flap. Uh, it's it's the really flap. awkward because it's just like... <laughs> uh, it's not noticeable it at all, so that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, your highness? Oh, Lola and Mort, c- please come in. Uh, okay. <laughs> she she goes along in. So we have a, a couple of problems, uh, your your majesty. Um, firstly, our, our golem friend seems to be trapped inside a mirror. Oh, we actually had some issues with that ourselves when we first started creating them. Um, did you get anyone else trapped in a mirror that maybe we could give some pointers to our friend that's trying to get him out? Did you perhaps get those people out? We did. Where's the mirror that he's trapped in? Uh, uh, we don't have it. Uh, that's with our, our friend Yanov. Hmm. Um, I think it was probably the mirror that he came here with. Right. So it would be out near the, the glen outside of Murkheim. Uh, we could send some people out there. Um, some of our, our our wizards could probably rendezvous with your friend Yanov. You said, Her, yeah, and that'd be great. Yeah, I, 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 we probably could fix that that issue. Assuming he didn't do anything different than what we did when we first started making them. Well, he he didn't make it as such as repair a cracked one. Hmm. Well, we might have a lot to discuss with him, uh, with him then, because that would cut down on some costs if if we could get that functional. So yeah, we have a vested interest in in making sure that works. Um, so yeah, we could uh, we could send some people out to him to try to help with that. Okay, we'll we'll put you in touch with him after we finish here. Um, so the the other issue is our Yeti friend has uh, got a, got away with uh, 
our other friend Mooncavin, they said they're trying to find some druids to help us. Do you mm. know yes, about no, that? that? That's 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 actually not a that's not a that's not a problem. That's a they they've they've left at my my request. The, I know the the druid order in this in this area um, is in is in touch with the the spirits in in ways that uh, cannot be said about all areas of Eorith. So uh, I was hoping that if we were able to enlist their help in some way, we might be able to get some more information about movements of troops in the area, which could help us uh, identify where my brother may be. Uh, yeah, okay, how- wonderful. And the the third issue is uh, th- this hat doesn't seem to look very good on me. Uh, what do you think about about this? Um, well, if I hadn't seen your friend in it, I'd say it looks oh, okay. Um, oh, damn. I'm sorry, but he really pulled that hat together. Uh, we do have a, a pretty significant uh, collection of hats in, in the armory. And some are helmets, some are more fanciful hats. So, I mean, you're, you're welcome to help yourself if you'd like to look for something different. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I may check those out later. So what are we supposed to do right now? Uh, well, I'm glad you've asked that. Um, I have a question for you. I have uh, I've, I've had significant amounts of time to, to think of how to approach this situation we find ourselves in um, and how to get to my brother and um, seek retribution for my father's death. Uh, but... I am uh, also beholden to a request at this point uh, that I will make one of you uh, my paragon after I become king. Uh, and a paragon is is more than just a uh, than just a, a brave warrior and a, a bastion of hope for the people, but he is also a, a key strategist and an advisor to the king. And so I was hoping that that maybe I could get your input and see kind of what your thoughts are on next steps. Um, I can lay out the information as we see it and give you some, uh, some, some of the finer details of the situation we see ourselves in. Uh, and I would hope that maybe you could come up with a, a plan of action from here. Sure. We can certainly take a look and, and see what's up. All right. So he rolls out this map of Gravemire and you see a few uh, specific things that uh, are not usually listed on most maps, but. Um, he has definitely taken uh, great care to to label out a few places in uh, in Gravemire in general. Uh, so to describe some of the finer features of the map of Gravemire, we'll start in Murkheim. Murkheim is the largest uh, city in Gravemire. It's also the capital city, the, the throne city of Gravemire. The way that kingdoms work in this world is that any city in a kingdom could be potentially the the throne city Uh, and kings have a tendency to move from city to city uh, at times Um, when that happens uh, usually paragons are uh, lose their paragon ship basically and a new paragon is created for a different city and so right now when we talk about the paragon of Murkheim he is also the paragon for the entire kingdom of Gravemire. And King Eloy is the king who sits in Murkheim, but he is the king of all of Gravemire. Okay. Gotcha. Um, there so are a couple of other... They could just change the capital, essentially? 
yeah, he could just change the capital at any point, but that has dramatic effects on kind of the, the, the socioeconomic landscape of, of cities. Like were the king to abandon Merkheim and take up placement in some other city, uh, Merkheim would, it would decimate Merkheim basically. Um, it would go from being, you know, the biggest and most important city in the entire kingdom into being probably immediately dropped a third or fourth on that list. Uh, the other two uh, notable cities in Merkheim, uh, the second is the uh, the second largest is Stone Slime, uh, which is closer to the Celium Sea, closer to the the western edge of of Gravemire, um, and it is uh, kind of the um, like rival city for for Merkheim to a, to a great degree. They're really close together. Um, and people in Merkheim don't tend to have a lot of respect for people in Stone Slime. Uh, and wow, then with that, all the w- with that name, why would they? Listen, Merkheim isn't exactly the like screaming, "Hey, this is a wonderful environment," but it's a real Shelbyville Springfield <laughs> dynamic. Okay, monorail. <laughs> and then all the way down on uh, the southeastern edge of. Uh, of Gravemire is a little town. Uh, I guess not so little anymore. It used to be just a little little town, but it's taken in uh, significant uh, change over the course of the last couple of decades because they've drained a few bogs basically down there and found that uh, there is actually some some decent mining operations that could be had down there. And so they've become a little bit more of a lucrative area. And that is Puddleton. So once was the Berg of Puddleton. Now it is a, a bustling metropolis of Puddleton, really an up and comer. Uh, so those so are cute. those are important Puddleton. cities uh, because, like I said, the 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 king could up and decide Merkheim is lost <laughs> to him, and Merkheim is no longer. Uh, going to be his seat of power and he could immediately uh go into stone slime or puddleton depending on where he is right now and by doing that he could claim that as his uh as his throne city now and it would be much much more difficult for um uh, for for you guys to get to him basically he would basically completely renew his uh his forces and Merkheim's forces are already split you know the bulk majority and the strongest of them are here with Prince Amather, but there's still a contingent in Merkheim. Um, and so if there is um, a change in, in the capital city, basically uh, this, this fight to, to take out Eloy will basically not, it will, will not happen at that point. Uh, the rest of the places that are listed on this map are all locations that um, through the reading of all of the books that they've taken out of the library, they've identified these as locations that uh, could house uh the king, if he is on on the run, basically, which is where he's at right now. Um, so just starting at the top and, and going around in a, in a clockwise fashion um, at the very top uh, northeastern corner of Gravemire, we have the Eastern Fisher. It is um, one of the few mountain ranges in Gravemire. Uh, and it is a spot where two mountains kind of come together and creates this giant fissure among uh, uh, among the craggy kind of shallows there and uh it's a pretty nicely defensible area with uh some cave systems that can be kind of labyrinthian um so it's it is a possibility that he could be up there uh there is uh an an old old 
um, well-known goblin uh, encampment that has been uh, cleared out for for decades now called Rat Cobble Cave uh, on uh, the eastern edge of of Gravemire, a little bit southeast of of the eastern fissure itself. Uh, there's a possibility that he could be uh, holed up there. Uh, the Brass Cistern is a, a massive uh, aquifer system that uh, was at one point used to um, kind of drain out some of the excess water in some of the marshes and bogs along the, the western edge of the um, along the western edge of Gravemire. There's a, a possibility that he could be there. It's it's been long abandoned. Um, Worm Thistle Bog is, as you can expect, uh, a real crapshoot of a place. It's a it's a bog, so that's uh, about all you're going to see. It's uh, dense trees and marshy land, and like most of Gravemire, uh, but it is it is well known for the fact that there is a, a lot of uh, natural predators in that area. Uh, but they are all of the uh, flora variety, as opposed to the fauna variety. Um, so very deadly plants in Worm Thistle Bog. Uh, it is possible that he could be at the Temple of the Oaken Spire, which is a massive wooden temple that has fallen into ruin over the course of the past uh, couple of eons. Uh, it was a, a temple to uh, a god that is at this point forgotten to your people. But uh, it is uh, such a large temple that it is entirely possible that he could be somewhere in that area. The very far southern tip of uh, one of the capes at the edge of Gravemire, there is something called the Howling Monastery. Uh, it is actually in use still. Uh, there is a uh, a group of monks that still live at the Howling Monastery uh, and tend to its gardens. Uh, but they also take in uh, all comers uh, as a sanctuary. Uh, so it is entirely possible that the king could be there. Uh, and then the last possible location would be the Umber Fen at the very far western edge of Gravemire. Uh, and so all of the different locations that he could possibly be in spread in the, every extremity of Gravemire. Uh. Uh, so as you guys see this and he points out kind of all of these different locations, all these seven different locations that his brother could be in. He kind of looks to you guys to uh, to see as you're taking this in kind of what your reaction is. So, do you have any idea where he is? Well, we have some information on this. Uh, there are those that, that, that would know his location. Um, it could be uh, those high up in his cabinet. Um, the- oh, great. Do we got to go back to that piss turn again? Not necessarily. Um, though he would definitely know my brother's location as his vizier likely would there are others uh uh higher ups in his guard um would would likely know the rotation and his approximate whereabouts we have some here and and one of uh such such men has uh has told me uh just this morning that it is entirely likely uh, that my brother is uh in worm thistle bog Uh, okay question what kind of guy was he would he be um up for staying in a place like Worm Thistle Bog, or is it <sighs> okay? How do I put this? Is he uh, is he delicate? Or uh... listen, I think we are all in agreement that my brother is, if nothing else, a wiener. 
Indeed. <laughs> All right, but, right. He's a wiener. But he also has uh, the entire kingdom of Murkheim at his disposal. Uh, they have... Uh, safe, they have safe places in Worm Thistlebog. I think there is an appeal there in the, the dangerous nature of the environment that it provides um, something of a natural trap system for potential uh, raiding parties or assassins. Hmm. Yes. All right. But, Do we have any but other... then somewhere like Stone Slime would surely be more defensible, I would have thought. Well, if my brother was in stone slime, then we would we would not be having this conversation. Currently, my brother still th- must think that Murkheim is uh, salvageable, or else he would have moved to one of the other large cities in the area. But my brother is also slow to take action, so he likely is um, kind of weighing his options. Moving then, a, a king, moving oh. a king, moving his 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 crown city, is not done often, and uh, is a bit of a a blemish on the face of the king himself. It's a it's an it's an embarrassment. So he will likely hide out until he knows Murkheim cannot be saved, and then he will make that move. But if he does make it to Stone Slime or to Puddleton, then. We are uh, we we are facing a, a much much more difficult task. Then also, I suppose he, he is kind of a, a coward as he did run away from what he supposed were, were demons. Um, Stone slimes maybe a little too close to Murkheim. He would probably try to get a bit further away, possibly. Yeah. So Stone slime and Puddleton are both major cities. So they're not on the they are not on the potential locations list at this point. Right. Okay. All the rest of the places would be potential locations for him. Well, it kind of falls to two things. Either he wants to get as far away as possible or, you know, he's going to make people think he is but stay real close, right? Perhaps or perhaps he's not in charge. Uh he does have a contingent of soldiers with him and mages. Um, it's possible that he is operating on a, on a planned rotation, moving from location to location. Um, anything, in fact, is possible. The only information we have right now is uh, a, a former high-ranking guard in his, uh, in his palace guard saying that he should be in Worm Thistle Bog right now. And another source of information that is perhaps a little more dubious Um uh, currently a prisoner here, but he was at one time a high-ranking guard. He has been, um, for the past several weeks, uh, flatly refusing to give us any information or work with us or uh, come to see the the benefits of, of, of what we are trying to do here. And has pledged fealty uh, to my brother to the, no end. Uh, but over the course of, of the last, uh, actually the, the last few hours, um, something has changed and he has come forth with uh, additional information, says he can tell us precisely where my brother would be. Um, and he claims it is a, uh, it is a hundred percent false that he is in Worm Thistle Bog right now, uh, but has not otherwise told us any more information. He requests exile and, uh, uh, safe passage north to Serestia. Uh, well, that do, seems suspect to be. Do you know what would have caused his change of heart to yeah. suddenly give up this information? I have, uh, I have been thinking long and hard. Uh, the only thing that 
makes sense to me is that he somehow found out that um, you have arrived. It's the only thing that's changed over the last few hours that perhaps could have um, made this change of heart in him. Okay, so we have some options then. Uh, it's the case of who do we believe, really? It's. I mean, at this point, uh, unless we really sit down and interrogate these people, one is as good as another. The guard that says he's in one thistlebog, how long has he been here? Uh, he has actually uh, been here for for upwards of a month now he was one of uh one of the first to to be sent over but he claims that there's a there's a standard rotation that my brother would would be taking and uh that if they're following the schedule he should be in worm thistle bog okay okay wait 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 so these two guys they seem to think they know where he is uh we actually we know people that know definitely where he is I mean, yes. the, 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 vizier, the vizier, right? Vizier and, and piston. Yeah. Yes, you do know two people who would absolutely know where he currently is. You're right. Can we get to them? Well, that is, uh, it's all part wait, of the wait, plan, wait, wait. isn't it? I mean, Can they're both in Can we get to them and then get back? Well... Uh, getting to them would be less difficult. Getting back would be uh, more difficult. Uh, we are not that far out of, of Merkheim, and we have spent uh, a significant amount of time over, over my exile um, crafting more and more wither glasses that could take us a small contingent of people roughly anywhere we wished. Um, any of these locations, certainly, we would be able to take a small, a small band of, of soldiers uh, and be able to mount an attack on. Uh, the downside is, um, one, that were we to, uh, to use the wither glasses in this way, we would not be able to make a return trip in the same fashion. You cannot take a wither glass through a wither glass and have it still function. Um, it's, a, it's one of those deus ex machina things. Uh, the other issue that we may be facing here is that um, if we make the wrong choice, there is uh, an entire uh, system set up uh, where communication can happen from from one of these locations to the next. Um, via sending rituals, they might uh, alert one another that we are on the hunt. And if they know that we are coming to these locations, they may uh, make a quick decision to, to beat feet to the nearest uh, large city and... Uh, immediately Murkheim will be lost to us. Hmm. How likely is it that they would know we were in these places? If we sent, say, one or two people over there. Is it unheard of that anyone would go near these places? Uh, most of these locations are um long since uh, abandoned but it doesn't mean that that no one if if we properly disguise as perhaps some adventurers or uh, a uh, raiding hunters? party of, of looters hunters certainly um we might be able to approach one of these locations but uh certainly a, a report would come back that uh to, to to the other locations that that there was a hunting party kind of scouting around the area and if that propped up in uh, in multiple of these locations well I, w- I would think that they would make the uh, connection quite quickly yeah fair enough 
I don't know. I really... I'd rather be sure that the person we're talking about knows where they are. Yes, uh... I agree with that. It's it's a bit of a risk to, to alert them that we're coming. So if we can know for sure where they are before we we go there, then that would be to our advantage. So how do we get to the vizier, and how do we get to what's-his-nuts? Well, I, I mean, getting to the vizier shouldn't be too much of a problem. He's got no reason to suspect us at the moment. Um, I mean, the last he heard, we were being sacrificed to demons. So, so if we come back, like, all black and blue, I mean, that would be believable. Tell them that we we defeated the demons. There's no well, more trouble. What, defeated, what you know. At least uh, we, we we got away and come back with some kind of story. That, that could work. I would much rather try and capture the vizier than Piston, though. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if he's the court mage, he and himself is going to be pretty tough. He probably has ways that uh, he can avoid us easier than the vizier. And and I don't trust that guy either. Um, I think we would have a much easier time to convince the vizier to tell us what was going on than, than the wizard. Oh yeah, for sure. So, how do we get there? And then... Well, it, it's not far. We could just take a couple of horses oh, yeah, there, I guess. Sure. Can, um, we, can we get... Do, is there a wither glass that can just or do we have to go back to the clearing to get him back here? Um, are you talking about extracting one of them using a wither glass? Yes, if if yeah. we cornered the vizier and took a wither glass with us, could we just teleport straight back here? Or would we need to take the vizier to the clearing in order to do so? Uh, both of you roll me a composure and insight. Oh, I've got nothing in insight, so it's a minus one. I got nothing. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, See, so nothing... Nothing. All right. Uh, so we just he look responds, at him like excited puppies. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, I I believe that could work. Um, certainly, we've we've got we have some early models that we had worked on um, of our of our wither glass technology. And yeah, and I mean we've seen some, now that well, we had some that, that had we had some that had some had some minor issues, and, and it was. Pre- Predominantly that we were not able to affect a large enough area. Uh, and so we continued working until we got to what we're using now. But some of the earlier models that had a much smaller radius of effect uh, could be exactly what you would need to extract one person and yourselves. Uh, so the the clearing that we were at before we came here, that, that doesn't have any significance to the, the ritual. It just no, happens to be a, a a big clear area to teleport a lot of people. Yeah, and I mean, once you've done it once, you might as well continue to use the same place. It's like wolves walking in the footprints of those ahead of them, right? 
a bunch of locations throughout those woods where giant sections of trees had been removed might be suspect. One might be overlooked. All right, so we okay. go there with a with a with a glass. We uh, we get close enough, and then we all look get them to look in the mirror. And we all go poof. Sing that song and vanish. Back here. <laughs> Wait, does he have to sing it? No, I, I believe he just has to be in the reflection. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I, I know. I would ask. I would ask you. Yeah, I would ask you if you. I would ask you if you sang the song to come here. I don't remember. You did not. I think I, we did. I know that no, when we were in you the did not. Tomb when you were in the clearing, you did not sing right, a song. Right, right. Someone I sang a song. Sing. It requires. It requires a chant. It does not require everyone visible to chant. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that seems okay. like a good so plan. We Lola can do the singing. She has got oh, a lovely okay. voice. I love to do it. <laughs> so, so once we get him back here. Um, I suppose we try to reason with him before we resort to torture. Um, I, I'm not uh, an advocate of torture in any means. You know him much better than I. Uh, I have not had much interaction with this man. Will he well, listen to reason? Uh, uh, us as well. <laughs> uh, uh, he's. I believe him to be a fairly reasonable chap. He he just wants what's best for the kingdom. I believe. Well, I I don't know. Um, he kind of felt like he wanted what's best for the king when you're there. Well, regardless, we have ways to extract information if necessary. There. We have ways of making you talk. I am um, I am going to be upfront with you. I am uh, I am very intrigued by this uh, path that you've laid forth. Um. I, too, wholeheartedly agree that uh, having direct information, direct um, verified information, confirmation of his location is far more useful than sending multiple parties all, all, all over the place and tripping up alarms in the process. Even if we go to a location that he is not at, surely there will be some contingent there. There will be traps there. Uh, we could lose a great many men. And I'm not interested in doing that. Um, so this is interesting. This is not a, 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 a solution that I had, had actually thought of myself. And I, I see some, some significant benefits to what you're suggesting. I do have a few concerns, and I hope you would maybe take a moment to address them. Of course. Um, tell me, Mort, are you a, are you a, a gaming man? A, a gaming man? Yes, I mean, yes, um, do you play... Games of chance and, and or, like or that, games or? of games of skill, perhaps. Do you have you ever played Plesk? Um, I don't believe I'm familiar with Plesk. Uh, well, it's a it's a it's a game that uh, that that like like many other. It's played on a board, and uh, you move your pieces around. You, you you take locations as as you see fit, and uh, a large part of that game is is knowing, of course, what moves are available to you at any time. And uh, what and how those moves may further your goal, but uh, the, it, the deeper levels of, of that like game, a, a game where you you conquer cities and areas of the world. Yes, very much so. Yes, yes. It sounds very risky. A very very much so. 
Um, but y- you must understand that only a certain level of that is 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 built around your moves and your abilities to 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 make change in the world. A, g- a greater part of that game is understanding your opponent's moves, and so yes. you have suggested a strategy that while interesting, uh, only I feel really looks at our potential moves and does not anticipate uh, our opponent's moves, which is to say, think it out the next step further. Let's say that we do fully succeed in, uh, in doing what you've asked or you've set up here. You, you, you make haste towards Merkheim. You are ushered in returning champions down actually uh, to of your foes yes. uh, lost in the, in, the, in the fight. Sadly lost, yes. You are ushered in uh, to, the, to the council and brought before uh, the vizier and uh, the, the head mage. Uh, you, you find a moment of chance uh, to, to slip the wither glass out and say the incantation, and you whisk the vizier away here. What happens next in Merkheim? Uh... I would suspect that Piston would uh, organize some kind of of search party to, well, to find. Well, I mean, more uh, importantly, immediately everywhere else will know that the vizier's been, vizier's been taken. That yes. is my concern as well. What if the communication lines exist between Pistrum and uh, my brother? In which case. They will know two things. They will know, first of all, that the the story that you told, the story of the demons, is false. And they will know that, as well, that you have been compromised in some way. That might be enough to make them assume Merkheim has fallen. Now, the other option is, if you consider Pistrum to be a ambitious man... Perhaps yes, very much so. He does not notify my brother immediately, because in his absence and in the absence of the vizier, he would be the vizier. Vizier in Snowkine. Indeed. So perhaps we can abduct the vizier in a way that would make it. Uh, Unknown to everybody else that he's actually gone missing. If we can employ some kind of uh, distraction or or a standing for the the vizier, so they they don't realize for for some time that he's gone missing. Of course, they will realize eventually, but by that time, hopefully, we would have got the information that we require. A stand-in, yes, that actually would would like to work Lola quite well. Cast some kind of illusion, or um, yeah, yeah, no, I don't got nothing like that. Or we could could do the the old uh, pillows in the bedsheets type <laughs> thing. Oh, so we go when right before he goes to bed. If it's a question of illusion magic, we have a, a very capable band of of tiefling mages here. That perhaps could assist in in crafting something of this nature, uh, yeah, some sort of disguising device that. Uh, oh, if we oh, s- oh, okay. Can we bring two of the tiefling mages? They make themselves look like uh, Ezra and and Mirka, and we all return. But then we leave one of them there, disguised as the vizier. 
That's yes, a that, very good idea. I a, like that a lot. It's a wonderful idea. And it, it also uh, addresses the other concern I have, which was the next move from the vizier or from the next move from, from Pistrum would likely be to take a look at this, uh, this mirrored device that's dropped on the floor of the palace. Leaving a wither glass behind could be catastrophic. Yes. Obviously, your your friend Yanov has 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 used it to to transport Ezra here. I would hate to think what Pistrum could transfer here. I I would assume that we would uh, abduct the the vizier in in a place that wasn't immediately obvious. Uh, not in the the throne room, certainly. Um, but if we do have these other mages with us, then they could certainly remove the the wither glass after the deed was done i mean we could always have five or um so five of us three mages it, oh man i'm getting confused what happens when they come into the room and none of us are there except for the vizier the vizier can tell him that he left Via a secret passage. We went to the the pie shop. (laughs) I do love that pie shop. Uh, well, I'm sure he could make something up. Well, certainly he could claim that uh, you... Well, if you did not bring two uh, mages with you, if you brought one mage... That's, That's what I was just considering. You bring you bring one mage and uh, in in guise of of Mirka or Ezra either, and claim that your other friend is being held somewhere nearby, and then and then we went to rescue them. Then you went to rescue them. Okay, you guys get to roll another oh, uh, composure plus insight, and I'm hoping somebody gets at least a success on this one. <laughs> We're dummies. Mm, oh, okay. Nope. I didn't. I didn't do too bad there. Well, I got one. <laughs> Lola, you recognize uh, in his otherwise uh, emotionless seeming stoic face uh, that he is actually impressed. Oh. Uh, she ruffles her feathers and puffs them up a little bit more. <laughs> Let's, this is a this is a great plan. I think we're definitely in. I I hundred percent agree. Um, there is one contingency I would I would like to take. Certainly. And uh, paramount to my concerns is the well being of my people and the people here at the at the uh, at the encampment cannot. Uh, cannot be put at risk here. Yeah. If you were to tra- if you were to travel, you were to encounter uh Pistrum and the Vizier and he sees through your ruse or finds that your companion is not who they seem to be or uh you are searched and the wither glass is found upon your person. Uh it could cause significant harm uh should Pistrum look to exact revenge upon uh, wherever that uh, wither glass exits out, and so I would, um, I would suggest that in your absence we should um, 
we, we will move be the, move moving the camp, camp. So we yes. don't know where you are. Well, that makes sense. Uh, I think you should definitely know where we are, but I don't think it should be here at the exit point to the wither glass that you will take with you. I, I see. Perhaps if um, Stone Slime is currently empty, it is. It is a. It is the second biggest city in the entire, uh, in the entire kingdom. Uh, my su- my my suggestion would be that um, I would uh, want us to to move camp uh, approximately uh, two miles to the east uh, to the to the Cypress Wall. Um, it would be an easy truck for you to, with a prisoner, when you, when you return, yes. um, to bring the, the vizier directly there. We could leave horses in the area for you. Um, what I would suggest we do is I would take the, uh, one, of, one of the wither glasses that we have use for would uh, transport us to the other side of the cypress wall. And then we would march around the southern edge uh, to approximately two miles east of here so that no tracks could be seen uh, from anyone arriving in this area. My concern is, is that if Fishtrum realizes that demons are not at play, perhaps he might bring demons to play. It is not in my, uh, in my in- impressions on the man, uh, it is not below him to summon unbound and, uh, pass a demon forth through this, uh, this wither glass were he to come into possession of it. Yeah, fair enough. Then we have a plan, and quite a good one, I must say. Well, you know, we did travel with the Paragon for a while, so... Yes, I I believe some of his greatness may have rubbed off on us. And Agarion was just a smart, smart man. Yes, you you each seem to have your... own talents in in this arena of... Uh, of strategy um, it's quite impressive so I, I will bid you uh, a fair day we have some preparations to make but um, if you wish to to speak with the mages they, they tend to hang uh, towards the southern edge of camp yeah great let's go uh, let's go recruit so I mean all around good job by those two right I mean imagine if you would have been in that situation and uh, uh, a prince who was your rightful king says to you, "Hey, listen, I wanna, I wanna feel you out on some of these issues here. So why don't you, over the course of maybe the next uh, twenty minutes or so, come up with an intricate plan to assassinate my brother?" And uh, P.S. We don't know where he is. I mean, and it is Mort and Lola, and they actually did it. They came up with, uh, straight up, honestly, a pretty good plan. Um, you know, for, for, for the amount of time they had to think about it. Um, now, now, of course, as, as I'm sure you know, everything does not go according to plan here. Um, but, you know, hey, good for them, though, right? I mean, it was, uh, it was a real stressful situation. So, you know, I want one more piece of information to kind of support the theory that these two were kind of pretty great heroes, right? Now, now, of course, that's that's not to be uh, besmirching the the fine fine thought processes of Mirka or Ezra, both of which had had brilliant tactical minds. Well, actually, okay, so Ezra didn't have much in the way of a brilliant tactical mind, but uh, he sure was a nice fellow. Um, 
So, uh, but both of them uh, have their own role to play uh, very soon. And in fact, uh, as we as we will find out next time, Mirka will return with some news quite shortly, and uh, she will not be alone. Now, okay, well, well, okay. So, I mean, yes, Moon Kevin is is going to still be with her, uh, but her and Moon Kevin will not be alone. Um. All right, so uh, join us for that next time, and um, do tip your Minotaur bartenders. It's, remember, it's a three-drink minimum now. They've upped it recently to a three-drink minimum, and really, I would appreciate it if most of you would start putting those three drinks in, you know, before I come on stage. It would really just smooth this whole process over quite a lot. So, uh, but again, you know, make sure make sure you're tipping. <laughs> three-drink minimum doesn't get you out of the tipping, you know. You know. Uh, anyway, I will see you next time here at the Gilded Ram Grog House in Tea Room. potatoes didn't get enough monstrous action on this episode of brute force well then check out these other geekly ink shows including drunks and dragons casts of thrones cthulhu and friends transformation sequence podcast and you're a wizardary you can also head over to bruteforcepodcast.com to read character journals or follow the party on our map of eorith if you've liked what you've heard so far then please consider donating to our patreon campaign at patreon.com slash bruteforce so that this band of misfits and weirdos can continue to deliver the content that you enjoy. Also, don't forget to make your way over to iTunes to leave us a five-star rating and review. Reviews are like shiny things, and that makes Lola happy. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so go subscribe, grab your gear, and get ready to go adventuring with Brute Force. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> yeah, it's working. Sibilance, sibilance, one, two, six, seven. <laughs> she sells seashells on the seashore. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. That is a really good, that's a really good mic test word. It's got, yeah. it's got plosives it's got and sibilance. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. That's really a good one. Carol, Carol, <laughs> there is no Carol. Previously, on brute force, uh, you guys were at a camp. Yeah, a wonderful day camp for adventurers. No, it was a. They gave us a war ju- camp. juice boxes. And <laughs> <laughs> there was arts and crafts. It was really awesome. It was a church we, camp, and we, we worshipped the Lord. God's eyes with popsicle sticks and yawn. <laughs> <laughs> and there was that girls' camp across the lake. Oh yeah, no, that was the right. It was the, the preppy camp. <laughs> the prep camp. The rich kid yeah. camp. <laughs>